with the Beatitudes, I realized that we have such a great tradition of saints in our church, and there are saints who very much have exemplified these Beatitudes, and they really are our heroes that have come before us in faith, so I thought maybe I could share about a few of their stories and how they exemplified the Beatitudes. For the first, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. St. Josephine Bakita was born around 1869 in Sudan. Her father, a tribal chief, and she didn't know, suffering as a child grew up a very prosperous life. Around 1877, she was kidnapped by Arab slave traders. Although just a child, she was forced to walk barefoot over 600 miles to a slave market. For the next 12 years, she would be bought, sold, and given away over a dozen times. She spent so much time in captivity that she forgot her own name. Her mistreatment as a slave included regular beatings and salt placed into fresh cuts with a knife. In 1883, she was sold by a Turkish general to the Italian vice consul. He was much kinder, and when it was time for him to return to Italy, she begged to be taken with him, and he agreed. When they arrived in Italy, she was given away to another family as a gift and served them as a nanny. Through a series of events, she was placed in the care of the Canosian sisters in Venice, received her freedom, was baptized, and joined the sisters as a novice. For the next 42 years of her life, she worked as a cook and a doorkeeper at the convent, and she would travel and visit other convents, telling her story to other sisters, preparing them for their work in Africa. When speaking of her enslavement, she often professed she would thank her kidnappers if she could. For had she not been kidnapped, she might have never come to know Jesus Christ and enter his church. In her poverty and strife, St. Josephine Bakita found the kingdom of heaven here and now. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. St. Amelia of Caesarea from the fourth century was the mother of a few saints, St. Basil the Great, St. Gregory of Nyssa, and St. Macrina the Younger. But it was one of her three lesser-known sainted children whose death she witnessed, nearly losing herself in the process. Amelia struggled and was understandably heartbroken at the death of her son. When she was unable to find peace with the loss of her child, one of her daughters called on the words of St. Paul, telling her gently but firmly, it is not right for a Christian to mourn as one who has no hope. It wasn't denial of her mother's pain, but reminding her of the hope that all Christians have, that we will meet our loved ones again in heaven. So many of us mourn. We're to hear these words from Jesus and seek his comfort, to find that same hope in Christ that your comfort is near at hand. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. St. Francis de Sales is quoted as saying, take care to practice well the humble meekness that you owe to everybody, for it is the virtue of virtues which our Lord greatly recommended to us. He was known to be a man who exemplified this virtue throughout his life and he won over 40,000 people to the church through this virtue. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, 
for they will be satisfied. St. Damien was born in Belgium in 1840 and was sent across the globe to Hawaii where he was ordained. It sounds simple, but originally he was denied entry into seminary. While working at a mission in Honolulu, he learned of a leper colony on one of Hawaii's outer islands. At the time, leprosy was an incurable disease that caused rotting sores, led to poor eyesight, and weakened the body until an early death. Lepers lived in isolation and could have no visitors. St. Damien felt a special calling to live with the lepers, to care for them, to love them, and ultimately become one of them. He established a cemetery at the colony, tended to their wounds, would celebrate mass, hear their confessions, something they had never had from a priest before. He would later become infected with leprosy and die from the disease, showing us a true example of solidarity with those who are isolated and suffering. In the eyes of the world, this might seem like a waste, but for St. Damien, this was his satisfaction, to bring dignity to those who were being neglected. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. No list of saints for me would be complete without my favorite saint, St. John Paul II. After being shot in the middle of the piazza and being rushed to the hospital, his first public words were words of forgiveness. He even went to visit the man who shot him in prison to forgive him directly. Some of the most challenging words from the gospel are the measure with which you measure out will be measured unto you. St. John Paul II forgave freely, and in return, I'm sure he was shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. St. Maria Goretti was born in 1890 in Italy. When she was 12 years old, Maria was sitting outside the steps of her home, sewing her 18-year-old neighbor Alessandro's shirt. As she concentrated on her sewing, Alessandro surprised her and grabbed her from the steps. When he forced himself upon her, Maria cried out that it was a mortal sin and warned that he would go to hell. When Alessandro persisted, she fought him and screamed, no, it is a sin, God does not want it. Upon hearing her words, he pulled out a knife and stabbed her 11 times. When she attempted to reach the door, he stabbed her three more times and fled. Maria's younger sister woke to the sounds of her sister and began to cry. Maria's family returned home, found her bleeding on the floor. They quickly took her to the nearest hospital where she underwent surgery without anesthesia. Unfortunately, her wounds were beyond the surgeon's ability to help. Halfway through the surgery, the man asked her, Maria, think of me in paradise. She said, I will think gladly of you. The next day, Maria forgave Alessandro and said she wanted to see him in heaven with her. She died that day while looking upon an image of Our Lady and holding a cross to her chest. Maria Gretti was so innocent and pure of heart that even when viciously attacked, her only concern was for the soul of her assailant. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Picture this scene from Mother Teresa on August 13, 1982, in the middle of a war zone in Beirut. Mother Teresa lands and insists that she save a group of children in an orphanage who had been abandoned. 
Some pesky priest says, it's, not a, it's a good idea, but you must understand the circumstances, Mother. Two weeks ago, a priest was killed. It's chaos out there. The risk is too great. She responded, but Father, it is not an idea. I believe it is our duty. We must go and take the children one by one. Risking our lives is in the order of things. All for Jesus, all for Jesus. You see, I've always seen things in this light. A long time ago when I picked up the first person from a street in Calcutta, if I had not done it that first time, I would have not picked up 42,000 after that. One at a time, I think. Another man said, but do you hear the bombs? She said, yes, I hear them. He said, it is absolutely impossible for you to cross to the west side at this moment. We must obtain a ceasefire. Mother said, ah, but I have asked Our Lady in prayer. I asked for a ceasefire for tomorrow on the eve of her feast day of the Assumption. According to witnesses, after listening carefully to Mother Teresa, Teresa the U.S. ambassador replied, Mother, I am more than happy to have a woman of prayer at my side. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that prayer is answered. I'm a man of faith. But you see, asking Our Lady to deal with prime minister, the Prime Minister, do you not think the time limit you have gave him to order a ceasefire is a little short? You should extend it a little. That was not what Mother Teresa wanted to hear. She said, not at all. I'm sure we will have a ceasefire tomorrow. He says, if we get a ceasefire, I will personally ensure that arrangements are made for you to go to West Beirut. The next day, 14th August, 1982, on the eve of the Feast of the Assumption, there was total silence in the city, and Mother Teresa was able to help those orphans. Not only was Mother Teresa a peacemaker and a child of God, she also saved many other children of God that day. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is an account of the martyrdom of Saints Perpetua and Felicity. To think of them in the middle of this Colosseum at the time of their martyrdom. Perpetua was the first to be thrown down and she fell prostrate. She got up seeing that Felicity was prostrate as well, went over, reached out her hand to, to her to lift, her to lift her up. Both stood up together. The hostility of the crowd was appeased. They were ordered to the gate called Santa Vivaria. There, Perpetua was welcomed by a catechumen. Rousing herself as if from sleep, so deeply had she been in a spiritual ecstasy, she began to look around. And to everyone's amazement, she said, when are we going to be led to the beast? When she heard that it already happened, she did not believe it until she saw the marks of violence on her body and her clothing. Then she beckoned to her brother in the catechumen and addressed them in these words. Stand firm in faith, love one another, and do not be tempted to do anything wrong because of our sufferings. The people, however, demanded that the martyrs be led to the middle of the amphitheater. They wanted to see the sword thrust into the bodies of the victims, that their eyes might share in the slaughter. Without being asked, they went where the people wanted them to go. Perpetua, that she might experience the pain more deeply, rejoiced over her broken body and guided the shaking hand of the inexperienced gladiator to her throat. Such a woman, one before whom the unclean spirit trembled, 
could not perhaps have been killed had she not willed it herself. But of course, she willed the kingdom of heaven willingly and accepted all persecutions. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. At this final beatitude, it shifts from third person, speaking of those people who are merciful, those who mourn, those who are persecuted, all those things, and it shifts to second person plural. In English, it's kind of hard because, well, we don't really have a good second person plural in English. In the South, we say y'all or all y'all or something like that. In the North, it's use guys or something like that. But it's a shift. It's no longer Jesus talking about those people out there, but all of you right here listening to these words. It shifts from those people out there to you who are stand, sitting right here or standing in the back. Blessed are you when you are persecuted for his name. Blessed are you when you are falsely accused or rejected because of the name of Jesus. He's not talking about those people out there. He's not talking about those saints who one day lived. He is talking about all of you present right here. These beatitudes, you are, they are blessed. They, we call them the beatitudes because Jesus Christ has made them blessed. He was the first to experience all of these things. Before we ever could, he experienced, made them blessed. When we experience these things, it is an opportunity for us to come into deeper communion with Jesus Christ. And as we come forward from this altar to receive the Eucharist, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, as we come to receive that, we are transformed into him who we receive. We can use these experiences of our lives as a way to grow into a deeper relationship with him and might have that hope for that future kingdom of God made present. That when we are rejected in his name or false accusations are placed against us because of the words we preach, we can turn to him and know that he was cast out first. That we are growing in a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ, our savior. This is, as we experience all of those feelings from the Beatitudes, those who mourn everything, as we are peacemakers, as we suffer for those, for the righteousness of others, we can come here to this altar to be fulfilled by him who has done these things first, and we can be in perfect communion with him.